welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 290, Time Management When Writing a Series, an interview with Susan May Warren coming to you on Thursday, December 15th, 2022. As I mentioned last week, I'm very excited to be back with you. Hopefully I've got most or maybe all of my uh, technology issues in my past. Now technology is an ever-changing thing. So obviously all of my issues are in the past forever, but this year's issues are pretty much in the past because this year is almost over. So yay. <laughs> So lots of things to catch you up on over the next few weeks. As I mentioned last week, uh, because of my technology issues, my plan to have a monthly really strong teaching episode for every month uh, during 2022, or at least, you know, eight to 10 plus a few more episodes from me, that, that didn't exactly pan out the way that I expected it to. But we ended up with three fantastic interviews that are now just going to be back to back in December. So we've got another great interview. And when I say interview, I'm just so used to saying it, but honestly, it's a great teaching episode today. And last week was a great teaching episode and next week is a great teaching episode. So I think that that's really kind of going to be the direction of the podcast, like to have at least one good teaching episode every month. And this is partially because I love teaching and I love learning. And one of the things that I've done this year is I started the Finish Your Group sorry, finish your books group coaching program. And this is partially because I kind of maxed out. I started seeing the most number of one-to-one -one clients that I could um, until I didn't have any more room in my schedule, but there was still a lot of people that I wanted to work with. I was still getting contacted by people who wanted to work with me. And also there's a different kind of, um, mentality and vibe and, um, and feeling of working in a group than there is one-to-one. -one. And sometimes one-to-one -one is exactly what you need and want, but sometimes the hive mind of a group can be so refreshing and helps you to be constantly thinking of new ideas too in a different way. So I am very, very happy that the Finish Your Books group coaching program started on December 1st this year. It's wonderful. I love teaching it. I love the people who are in it. And I am very happy to welcome you in it as well. If you want to find a little, find out a little bit more about how I teach and what I'm teaching and this whole path system that is in fact what I'm teaching during these six month programs, then go over to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Kitty Buholtz, and you can see the spelling of my name wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. And check out the masterclass videos that are day one, day two, day three, day four. That's the four day free training that I did in November. I really enjoyed teaching this. I enjoyed helping people think of ways that they can write more with less stress and more peace and joy. That ended up <clears throat> kind of accidentally being one of my um, goals that wasn't a January goal. It was one of those goals that kind of happened in the middle of the year when you're like, I just need to change some things around. It became my goal. And then I realized I, after 30 years, I have a lot of the tools to fix a lot of the problems. I just needed to take the time and do it. 
And along the way, I created this whole path system, which incorporates all the areas of our lives so that we don't try to put writing at the center of our lives and try to shoehorn everything in around it, but we can have a more um, holistic way of looking at all the areas of our life, including writing. And when we have more balance and health in these other areas, we actually will find that we write more with less stress. So that's what the Finish Your Books group coaching program is all about. It's a six month program. It's significantly less than working with me one-to-one. And um, the whole kind of group hive mind, you can tell I'm a little bit of a, a nerd. I've got my whole Star Trek reference going here. Um, but this sort of thinking can be the right thing for you if uh, if you find that you really like being in a gro- group and having your people and feeling like these are my people, this is my family. So check out the trainings that I did on YouTube, see whether or not this seems like something that you would enjoy doing. They will be up through December 31st, but I'm pretty sure that that I will be taking them down on January 1st. Now, under the videos in basically the show notes section of the YouTube video, uh, there are links for how you can go and sign up for the class. And I also want to let you know that as my podcast listener, I want to offer you a additional uh, discount. So if you use the coupon code 2022, that's for this year, uh, 2022, just the numbers, through January 1st of 2023, then you will get $400 off the six-month coaching program. This can make a great gift for yourself, a great gift for another writer in your life. Um, There is also a payment plan. If you would prefer to do payments, you will still get the discount. And it's really meant to make you start the year with just this feeling of empowerment and encouragement and um, and really make the goals that you plan in January to actually be panning out as the year goes on. I'm super excited about this program. I would love to have you join us if you would like to do that. So uh, check out the YouTube trainings for Masterclass. In addition to that, I'm also going to be doing a short weekly training on YouTube with different kinds of tools and tips that I've developed or that I learned from other people or that I read in a book or like all the different things that I've learned about as I said, over 30 years. I can't believe I'm old enough to have done anything for 30 years besides breathe, but there it is. Um, So I will have just tons of different kinds of tips. One a week, uh, they'll be on YouTube. Uh, So look for those, check them out. I'm not sure what I will, I'll probably have to create a playlist and give the playlist a name, but I haven't done that yet. So look for those. Um, I don't think that I will have any the last two weeks of this year because I'll be on vacation. So unless I pre-record something, uh, then you'll see a couple new ones and then I'll start again the first week of January. So I hope that you enjoy all these trainings. Please let me know whether or not they're useful to you, whether or not you found that you're writing more with less stress and more peace and more joy. That would make me so so happy whether you join my program or not that's what i want i want all of us to have that feeling of i'm using my gifts i'm making my life into something that i always suspected it could be or that it used to be but i kind of got burned out and now i want to get back into my writing again um i want people to feel the way i feel 
when I'm thinking to myself, this is part of my purpose in life. This is part of why I was created, to tell stories, to encourage people, to help people in various ways, in fiction and nonfiction, both for me, and it might be both or one or the other for you. Um, this is my passion, and I'm finally finding uh, ways to share it with other people, with you, in a way that I hope actually makes the change that I want to see in the world. I mean, that's what they talk about, right? Be the change you want to see in the world. So that's what I feel like I'm doing, and I hope that you also feel like uh, that's what I'm doing for you in your life. Now, I am going to stop talking because you know Susie May is one of my favorite guests. She's been on the show more than any other person besides me, and she always has fantastic things to teach us. She's got a lot of great stuff, so make sure that you have a notebook or if you have to come back to this later when you have a notebook or you can you know write some notes in your phone um wonderful tips here and i think it's really going to make your new year very merry and bright when it comes to your writing all right thank you so much it's good to see you again i hope it's good to hear from me again i look forward to um talking to you more in the new year we will have one more episode next week and then i'll be off for the two weeks of christmas and now let's talk to Susie may Today's guest is Susan May Warren. Susan is the USA Today bestselling author of more than 90 novels with more than one and a half million books sold, including the Global Search and Rescue and the Montana Rescue series, as well as Sunrise and Sunburst in the Sky King Ranch trilogy. Winner of a Rita Award and multiple Christie and Carol Awards, as well as the Holt Medallion and numerous Reader's Choice Awards, Susan makes her home in Minnesota. Welcome, Susie May. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be here. You're practically my co-host at this point. <laughs> I love it. That's right. That sounds great. That sounds great. Co-host well, across the world. That's right. That's right. Well, and I mean, um, you're wearing something warm because it's literally that cold in Minnesota right now. It is. It is and nippy. I had my sweater on and took it off to do the interview and closed my door because my office will get warm enough anyway. But yeah. it's um, it's I wouldn't call it warm outside. It's supposed to be down to 37 tomorrow night, I think. So, mm, 37 uh, Fahrenheit uh, yep. Fahrenheit okay yeah I'm so bad with that so like yeah we'll go to Europe and they're like yes it's you know whatever 37 degrees and I'll be like no that's so cold it's June what you know yeah. <laughs> yes we're so old school over here we do need to adopt the rest of the world's standards for sure so yes every it's once scary. in a while when I have apparently nothing else going on in my brain I'm like I should Google how many countries in the world use Fahrenheit. Like, is it anyone besides, or is it really just the U.S.? <laughs> oh man, yeah. it's all right. right. We're, we, we're our own status. We like to do our own thing over here. Just <laughs> don't bother us with the rest of the world's things. Just let us do our own thing. So no, it's fine. It's fine. We just have to. We just have to be aware of what it is when we go overseas and don't panic when we see thirty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wear your winter parka. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And 24 is my favorite, favorite number in Celsius. 24. That's my number. Oh, there you go. Good. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll remember that 74 one. 74 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's yeah. very nice. Not that's a good hot. way to remember that's it. Too cold. Yeah. Well, it just makes sense. You know, zero is freezing, right? So like, come on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's all good. Uh, so anyway, so, but yeah, it's a little nippy here today, but it's, yeah. it's beautiful. The colors are out. The, the oh. leaves are Our May maple is a big red in the yard and it's just gorgeous out right now. So oh. it's a great time of year. 
here. I'm going to have to go see if you've posted those pictures on Facebook or something. Oh, I, oh, I will. I'll take them and post them just for okay. you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've been taking pictures. There's a tree outside my um, living room balcony. It's the only tree that I remember. So I born and raised in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. I'm used to trees not doing it like this one. This one, the color, the uh, the yellow is going from the trunk outward. So the tips mm. of the branches are still green versus mm, like maples and stuff in Michigan, at least. Yeah, they like, all start. Well, they start. Yeah, let's see, I think they start at the bottom. I'll have to look at my tree. Yeah. I think there's I think the green is still on the crown, but the red is in. I don't know. I'll have to look. Yeah. And there's I did notice the two different colors last night. So yeah. anyway, yeah, so pretty. It Speaking is. of two, we have like 42 different things to talk about. Yes, like. we do. We do. We have lots. <laughs> okay. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is um, I am on book three of your new trilogy, Sky King Ranch. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. called Sundown. I try yep. not to hear the Gordon Lightfoot song in my head every time I think of the title, but that's what comes to my head. <laughs> I, you know, I actually make a reference to that in the book because, <laughs> yes, because I'm like, everyone's going to be thinking of it anyway, so I might as well. And so, yeah, so this is the, the cover. And it was fun. So this was the first one, Sunrise, which I love the blue and in the mountains. And then Sunburst takes place in a good portion of it takes place in Nigeria. So I love what they did with the orange there. I think that's really great. And then Sundown was a really interesting thing because I, you know, they couldn't do orange or blue, but they kind of combined it to make like a pink. And so, and they just did a super job. And again, it takes place partly in Florida and partly in um, Alaska. So yeah, it's a, it's really fun. It's a story of three brothers um, that are ex-military, former military, and they come home to their dad's ranch. He's a bush pilot in Alaska and they come home one by one, but they find that he has, they the in the first book, there's a problem that's sort of ignited. He's crashed his plane. They don't, you know, and they try to figure out why. And then they sort of take over the, the ranch, but also there's a international plot brewing. And so, you know me, I have to do big things. And yeah. so, you know, we have, we have small problems and big problems, right? And so they have their smaller relationship problems and family problems, but then there's a big global plot. So by the time you get to book three, that whole plot is sort of taken over and they are all over the world trying to save it. So, you know, I've always, I've always got a moving, I've always got a plot moving around my books and I've got some bad guys that always kind of show up and they're always like doing something bad. And so every series you're like, oh, it's these guys again, but now they've thought of something new, you know, kind of thing. So it's nice. kind of like, it's like pinky in the brain or something. There's always the same bad guy, right? So <laughs> But it's but they're but they're always there's a nuance on it. So it's it's very fun. And then um to complement this series, I wrote a three book trilogy this summer where you know you have this big series with the, this kind of arc over it. And you can read them separately, but it is nice to read them together. And then kind of fitted in there is this three book trilogy about these other characters, but it interacts with the main plot. So it's kind of a fun little add on for people. So yeah, it's fun. So anyway, I love these stories. I love Sundown. It's a really fun story. The hero's name is Colt. The heroines Tay Taylor and uh, Colt is was recently captured by the Boko Haram and is recovering from that and trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life. He's kind of a wild card, a little bit of a kind of a rogue, and uh, he takes on this girl named Tay to protect her. So it's kind of a woman in jeopardy kind of story. And then of course that transitions to same in the world. So anyway, yeah. it's, a, it's a really really fun story. Yeah. And I have to say that um, I love that the boys are triplets or the guys, I should say the mm -hmm. guys are triplets, mm -hmm. but they're 
really completely different characters. Like it's not like it seems, I mean, just like yeah. my husband and his twin brother, like they're so different, honestly. And yeah. Colt has got like a, he really does. I mean, he considers himself kind of a black sheep of the family mm -hmm. and he kind of acts like it. He's got mm -hmm. a lot more kind of as a woman, I would say he's got a lot more bad attitude, but mm -hmm. again, I don't know. Your book is just stuck in my head. This happens. Oh, nice. I, I really like your book. So I suppose that it's just a ginormous compliment, but <laughs> the things that I say, you might be like, that's so weird, kitty. So, <laughs> so I was doing my hit workout in my dining room. Cause that's where we started exercising after COVID. Sure. Of course, because that's yes, where you do everybody, it. everybody exercises in their dining room after COVID. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, my husband had created this playlist for me and um, the, it starts with a uh, duck and run by three doors down. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm sitting there trying to do this really difficult kind of sit up type thing. Um, you do not want to start laughing when you're doing sit ups because that's the wrong muscle. Now you're using the muscle for something. Else. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> So, so whoever is singing it on, uh, on three doors down, um, I kind of hear in my head, it sounds like this is, but they're singing it. But in my mind, I hear Colt saying, saying, I've told you a thousand times I'm not running away. And I'm like, <laughs> and I start laughing and I can't do the sit-ups. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. Wow. He's, he's in your head inhibiting your life already. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> People, you got to read these books. And as a reader, Very I will fun. say that, of course, um, you you do a great job of reading books that are standalone. But honestly, I prefer to read this series in order. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm glad I read them in order, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. then you'll hear about this other thing that you're like, oh, I remember that from that. Or then you'll right. hear about this. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun. It's, it's, I enjoy building on stories like that and then taking those three and saying, okay, where can I put these other, where can these boys interact with the world? You know? So I, yes, I do love that, but I do love building the series. The first book is always the hardest. Cause you're like laying the groundwork. Who are these people? What is that? What are their problems? Everybody who walks on the page with a problem, even if they don't have, even if they aren't in the story, if they're going to enter the story at some point later on, they have a problem. So you got to know what those problems are immediately. And so anyways, it's, it's, it's fun. I, it, there's a lot of world building and character building um, that goes into story number one that you never see because you're carried it on to book two and book three so there was a lot of stuff that happened in book one that I set up and then in book two was even more because something big happens in book three pretty quickly and you know and, and draws the reader in so it was, it's, it was fun um to build all of that and but it is a lot of work and but it's I think it pays off because the readers then feel like they're in this massive story where they can interact with all these people and that, that it feels it feels bigger you know yeah. and and I like giving people that 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 big feeling when I when I give them a trad book and they're paying 14 or 16 or 18 dollars for it or 24 for the hardcover I want to give them a story that they just feel like just as wrapped around them and big and you know where they can just really escape and experience it so that's yeah. that's a high value to me so that's one thing i do when i'm writing trilogies is really try to build that big world and i like the way that um for this series you were able to get all three books out in a year so it felt yeah. a little bit like i was doing a um season one season two season three netflix binge but with your books <laughs> yeah no that's exactly right i have to kudos to ravel because i i you know sort of tossed this idea to them and they were like okay and they had done a more rapid release with my montana rescue series and even my 
um, even my Global Guardian series or Global Rescue series, rather, they did do the three quickly, um, but it really does tax them because they're not used to doing that. And so here comes another big Susan May Warren book that they've got to dive into. And they do a, an amazing job over there of putting together the covers and, and the marketing plan. So it's just, it is though kind of a frenzy because just when you get done with the marketing of one, you have to start with the marketing of the next one, you know, but it does, I think, give the readers that sense where, okay, I can finish this. And then the other one, I don't have to wait too long for, you know, when you're waiting for a year or two years for a series or five years, depending on who the author is, you know, you're like, I don't remember what I just, what I read last, you know, and so then you have to go back and read it and that's frustrating. So, yeah, so I have to, I really have to give them kudos because they took it on and they were willing to do it. And it's been really fun to see how it's had that kind of fun momentum. So, yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. So from the readers out there, thank you, Ravel. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Ravel. That's right. That's right. So yeah, so, it can be kind of crazy though, because you're writing three, you know, 95 to 100,000 word books in a year. And then plus, you know, I, so I wrote these books and I think I turned this one in maybe February or March. And then I was like, okay, this, they come out January, June and and November. And I was like, I think my readers might need something in between there. So then I wrote these three books um, that were novellas called, um, they were uh, a trilogy. They're only 40,000 words each. So they were really quick. And it was um, out of the night, I will find you no matter the cost. So that was like the three book trilogy. Wow. And it featured uh, characters from one of my previous series, RJ and York, and they were on this European crazy adventure and they were interacting with part of the plot of the bad guys that were was in Sky King Ranch. And so if you haven't read this, it's fine because it's just kind of an add on. But if you've read this, you see sort of the other side, the bigger plot of the bad guys. And so it kind of enhances the, the main plot. So that was really fun to do. So then so I wrote like a crazy person from March, April. March and April, I wrote like a crazy person. I wrote three 40,000 word books because I left in May for our Europe trip. So it was just nuts because they had to be all done and proofed and ready to go because I couldn't work on them at all while I was overseas because I have this rule, like I mentioned before, which is when I'm doing, I'm, I'm fully focused on the thing I'm doing at the time. So we were on vacation and I couldn't focus on the books. And so, yeah, yeah. it was a little nuts, but it was fun. It was, it was fun. A lot of crazy writing though. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. So we're going to talk about all, all of these things, but I, I just have to say again, as a reader, um, that explains it because I, I think I bought all three of those books, not really knowing, I, I don't think I read whatever series those characters are linked oh, to. Oh, sure. The Montana Marshals. They were the okay. Montana Marshals. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think that I read that series. Well, and, you're going to have to catch up, Kitty. Huh? I said, you're going to have to catch up. Okay. All right. More reading because yeah. I think that I stopped reading book one in order to get over to sundown so I could talk mm -hmm. intelligently about that when mm -hmm. I was talking mm -hmm. to you. Because as soon as you said there's some overlap, I was like, I, hey, I was reading a book. Oh, it's that book that you were talking about. And I was thinking, haven't I heard of these people before? <laughs> yes, 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 you have. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was it. Well, I think you'll like it. It's really fun. If you ever wanted the, the um, I had the most amazing narrator. His name's Adam, Adam Gold. And he did the narration on the, the three trilogy, the three shorter books. And it is, it will knock your socks off. It's so 
good. Yeah. So good. So if you, you know, I, I would say download the Kindle version and then get the ad, Audible add-on and for like seven bucks or something and just listen to it on Audible. I mean, you can always kind of go back, but the voice of, he does the voice of York. He has a British accent so well. I feel like I'm listening to Chris Hemsworth, although I know he's in Australia. It's still my, I'm not very good with British and Australian accents. I can't t- and tell the difference. I mean, Scottish, I probably can, right? So, but I'm like, oh, so lovely. So lovely. <laughs> so I would recommend the audio version actually, okay. but you know, whatever you, whatever you want to do. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, um, this conversation is kind of like the writing life and your mm-hmm. whole year of writing. We've got right. a lot of threads going on here. And what we're yeah. going to do is talk about how to tie them all together. Okay. All right. Okay. So you and I usually talk around this time of year about planning and you've got this awesome new planner we'll talk about that also um i love i love the cover color sorry well yes the colored covers that you come out with every year i always am like oh which one which one um but that is just a piece so this time we're going to talk about time management in terms of the writing of the series as well yeah Mm -hmm. sure okay so i'm pretty much just going to hand it over to you. And then I will be the audience raising my hand and saying, I have a question about that. (laughs) Well, yes. Okay. So um, it is. So this past year I wrote, I've written five books, I believe um, this past year. And so it's been very, very busy. I wrote, so I wrote sundown and I turned that in, in like February, March. And then I wrote my three novellas and then I wrote a Christmas novella. And then Oh yeah. So that would be the five books. And so I wrote a Christmas novella and I did that all before I went on vacation. No, it's yeah. No, all before August. So it was a lot of work. Um, and, and because in August I had other projects going on. And like I said, I like to be fully present when I'm doing whatever it is. So if I'm at a conference, I'm fully there. When I'm on vacation, I'm fully there. I don't, I don't look at my phone. I just wait till I get home and I have 4,000 messages waiting and then I deal with it then, or I have my VA deal with it. So anyway, but the reason I do that is because I'm not a multitasker. I can do a lot of things, but only one at a time. I'm a focuser because I I believe in deep work. So I believe that when you focus on what you're doing and and push away the rest of the world, you can get a lot done. Um, But you have to know that you're not necessarily, you're not forgetting about the other things. You're simply focusing on this. And then when you're done, you'll go over and focus on this over here or this over here. So figuring out how to do that and managing that is sort of my wheelhouse. And that's where, and so about 20 years ago, I started doing this block planning where I have these time blocks and block planning like this has helped me accomplish a lot of things. So I I write, I write for the trad market. I write for the indie market. I also run a school for novelists. I also run a publishing company. So I have a lot going on. And so the question is, how do I do all that? And the answer is by, by figuring out what my values are, working towards my values, prioritizing my time, but also really working on those time blocks. So I'll show you how it works a little bit. So I'm going to grab my planner that I have right now so that you can kind of see how I use it. This is my current planner. Awesome. So I take out the extra papers that I have. Everywhere, right? <laughs> and, and we'll describe um, it for everybody who's only listening. But if you um, want to come back to the YouTube channel and, and see the pictures of everything. That'll yeah. Be so I have, um, so I have, 
let me just grab my my uh so in the beginning of the year i plan my um i plan my life out by my values and we have like this values planner and so it like tells you kind of what your values are and then gives you ideas and what you want to do to accomplish that so that is the starting point and then we have a, a time block and you're i'm trying to look at see i don't know if my top time block for this year is filled out because i do the same time block every year so i don't necessarily <laughs> know that I will yeah no it's not but the time block idea is and this is this is the time block that's not filled out but it's this idea that every hour of your day has a block and you put in what you're going to do for that day and maybe you need a three hour time block or maybe you need a one hour time block but whatever it is it then lives in your weekly spread okay yeah my time I, block. Didn't, I didn't know how to do that so I put oh, the time well block that works out week. that's great that is actually perfect because you did. Yeah. So you have a time block for writing a time block for, for publishing your time block for client work. So yeah, that's exactly how you use your time block. Well okay. done. Can All you right. get an A? Yeah. So I did the same thing. So this is my time blocks and I, I, I don't use like I have, uh, so I have, a we, we have priorities in the morning. We have a morning time block, a first afternoon time block and a second afternoon time block. And you can do it however you want. There's people that, you know, work all day. And so they might have three time blocks in an evening, however you want to do it. But I like to think of it like, you know, that game that we used to play with the little boxes in them. And then it had one blank space and you move the boxes around so that yeah. you could find a pattern or something. Well, it's kind of like that. You have your week and your week has all these boxes of time and you have one box that's free, right? And that's the key. You got to have one box that's free. So my Fridays are my free day. And I can move all sorts of things around. So let's say that, for example, um, we have, you know, I have a, I have a full day, but let's say somebody calls and says like yesterday I had a, I had a um, author call and she needed about an hour of my time. So I was able to take that thing that I was going to do in that period of time and move it around. And so I could move it to a different time space. And then I was able to devote my time to her without being panicked about not getting something done. So when I am working on a project, like a book project, I look at my schedule and I, and so this is the other thing, I know exactly how long it's going to take me to write a book because I have a formula and my formula, I'm just, I'm not a math person. I'm terrible with math, but I have like these formulas that work for me. So for example, I always write a 20 chapter book. And so if your book is 100,000 words long, every chapter is 5,000 words. If your book is 60,000 words long, every chapter is 3,000 words. And then I know, okay, every scene is about 1,800 words, 2,000 words, something like that. And so I'll say for a three chapter, for, for a 5,000 word chapter, I'll write three scenes roughly to 1800 words, something like that. If it's a 60,000 word book, I'll write my, my 3000 word chapter will be two scenes, right? And so then I know it takes me about three hours, maybe two hours, two to three hours to, with all the research and everything to write one scene. So I know, okay, on a, on a, on a, for one of my blocks, I'll write one scene, right? So during the course of my week, depending, I can count up how many blocks I'm writing. And usually I try to write one chapter a day when I'm in my big writing mode. And so for example, I, on my, on Mondays, it's all admin. It's just that all of the stuff I need to get done for the week. Tuesdays is all writing blocks. So I might have three writing blocks. That's three scenes, right? So that's a whole chapter. Now, if it's a 60,000 word book, I can still do three writing blocks. I just write chapter one and the first part of chapter two, right? 
And so then Wednesday is an all writing block day for me. So again, I'm, I'm writing at least three. Sometimes I write in the evenings on those days. It depends on what's going on with my husband. I'm an empty nester. So my husband is, you know, it's just he and I. So we don't always do stuff in the evenings together. He's sometimes watching a sailing show or working on the house or something. And so sometimes I'll write in that writing block. And so then I could get two chapters done, you know, so to speak. Yeah. So then I do all day Wednesday and then I do a Thursday morning block. So I've got roughly, if I use the whole day, I've got like seven blocks there for sure. And then I, Thursday afternoon, I work on our class for Novel Academy and then Friday is a free day. So if I want, if I've had a hard time, I can put a writing block in there. That's where I put all my appointments, all my massages, uh, my chiropractor, go shopping, you know, whatever it is that I want to do that day. Maybe I have another project I need to work on. Maybe there's a class I'm taking. I do that on Fridays. And that allows me to have at least two days where I'm really blocked with my time and I can be fully invested in that time. And I could get, you know, I usually get at least 10,000, if not 15,000 words done a week, which is not that many. But if I add Friday, now I'm talking usually 20,000 words a week. And if I'm writing a 60,000 word novel, then that's only three weeks of work so you can kind of do the math on that and say okay so now because I know that about myself I can look at my calendar and I can schedule in those time blocks and say okay I know that for example in a um, hundred thousand word novel that has you know 20 chapters but five scenes per chapter I have to do three and every chapter is three scenes I've got 60 scenes 60 work sessions that I have to accomplish. So all I have to do is find 60 spaces that I'm going to show up for to do my work. Bam, I've got my first rough draft done. So it really can help you plan your, you know, your life and when you're going to have your deadline done because, you know, deadlines help you make money. You finish your deadline, you turn your book in, you get paid. Or yeah. you finish your deadline, you edit it and get it up on, on you know, and indie publish it, you get paid. So, so this is how you make money in publishing is by controlling your time and meeting your deadlines and so that you can do that. And then of course, also you'll get quicker and quicker at writing once you have this rhythm down. So, so for me, the time block piece really works for organizing my life and my time and helping me know how much time how much I could write and you know before I make a commitment I always look at my calendar and say do I have the time to write that where would I do that and now all I have to do is actually show up and do the work and that's a whole nother story so right. anyway so time yeah so time blocking really works well for me and sometimes if I get overwhelmed I have this little form and we sell these on our website it says make today a brilliant day and up here it says the writing goal. These are the three things you have to get done today. These are the things that you should do today, would like to do today. And then these are your different power blocks that you that you could write in. Now, sometimes I do this for a week of time and I just write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Maybe it's a specific project that I'm breaking down. And what I like about it is that these are sticky on the back, they're sticky. So you can like take them. And so I've done this, like, let's say I'm cleaning my house, right? Here's all the things I'm going to do. And then this is the sections of the house, maybe, or, or, you know, or sometimes I'm like, this is my meals for the week. And this is my shopping list. This is, you know, the things we're for sure having, would like to have, you know, should, you know, whatever. Um, here down here, it tracks your water tracks your exercise it tracks if you have like a self-care sometimes I put a motivational statement here 
and then I write what I ate and I'm just like I'm like a food logger I like to write down what I've eaten for the day I don't plan my meals as much as write down what I had afterwards it's kind of yeah. weird so anyway so this is just like and I we you know we sell these separately but you can add these I don't always use these but sometimes just if I have like a crazy life like right now I have one of these and so this was my list of stuff. And I, this one, you can see I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, because I had so much, I didn't want to put it in my book. So I put it here and kept track of it here. Now I want to say one last thing, and that is there is a to-do list on the top of the page. Mm -hmm. This is where I put all the things I need to do. So that my values here at the top, and then these are my to-do lists here. So like, for example, this is uh, under the Susie column, I actually have a Susie column. It says <laughs> chiropractor, massage, haircut, and facial. <laughs> nice. But I'm, I'm like, I'm writing it down because that's important. It's one of my values is to yeah. take care of myself. And I don't do it every week, but you know, every one, about once a month. And then here I've got um, other sign our wills. We just got our wills done, you know? So like, you know, so I have things in here. These are the things that I need to get done. And then, then I take this and I transfer it down to here into the blocks. And so that's how that happens. So, wow. you know, we have a whole program for how to make this happen uh, yeah. at, you know, at mybrilliantwritingplanner.com. And it's, it, it lives at novel.academy, but you know, it's just a way for you to organize your life so that you're living by your values every day. And you're, you've kind of got a life plan and it, you know, obviously things change. That's why we have the the freedom to move blocks around. Um, but I always feel like if we are living by our values every day, then we go to bed without regret because we say, this is the day that I, I, you know, I, I live by my values. And so it starts at the very beginning. We have a, um, a, a little step-by-step -step plan where you figure out what your values are because our value, it's not just, it's not, we're not saying don't lie, don't steal, don't commit adultery. <laughs> That's not the values we're talking about. We're talking about like family um, you know, health, uh, you know, your business, whatever it is that are things of value to you. Um, and so then, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's getting involved in the local homeless shelter or, you know, um, what's, and, uh, you know, connecting with a certain amount of friends or whatever. So we, you can be very specific about what your values are and then live by those values. So anyway, so that's basically the planner in a nutshell and how I plan my writing in inside of that. Yeah. Okay. Now, what do you do with the time? Um, how do you block the time that, first of all, just so everybody's clear, you've been doing this for a really long time. That's why you know about how long it takes you to do yes. things. Okay. Right. So for instance, I've been writing um, uh, fewer years than you. So I have a fair idea. I know that on um, a bad day, I could get 500 words done and a great day, I could get 4,000 words done. That's a huge range, but I mm -hmm. also have an idea of what days are gonna be the good days, the bad days, based on everything else I have to do in the week. Right, right, so, of course. So these are some ways that people can weigh, like giving themselves some guesstimates, right? Right, right. What I would do is I would set up a time, a writing block. So I'm also extremely um, uh, rigid, maybe about my time writing block. So when I'm doing my writing block, I turn off all my notifications, my phones on do not disturb, I listen to music, I close my door, I used to have a sign on my door for my kids that said cry me a river. And basically, <laughs> it was like, if you're not bleeding, and the house is not fire on fire, then please don't come in. And when they did come in, they had to knock and then they had to sit down on my chair and they had because I had a chair and they had to wait until I looked up and said, Okay, speak. 
because yeah. otherwise I, I said, I cannot be held accountable for any nodding that I do as I'm writing and listening to you, because I am actually not listening to you. I am in, I'm falling off a cliff or something, yeah. you know? And so, so, um, so I'm very, and my kids were, were very respectful. I had this uh, concept. If I respect my children, they will respect me. And so, you know, we had you know, so I talked with my children with respect and I treated them with respect. I gave them choices about their lives. I, you know, I set boundaries, but they were reasonable boundaries, you know, and I, you know, I mean, it wasn't like I, when I say respect, what I meant is I understood that they were a human being and they had needs and wants and, and cares that I needed to understand and respect. And so because of that, they transferred that to me and they saw me as a human being who needed, who had needs, wants and cares. And so they said, okay, you know, mom is working. I need to respect that. So, you know, things like that. And so I feel like if you, you know, if you build it, they will, if you, if you esteem it with them or for them, they will esteem it back, you know, kind of thing. And so, but I was really rigid about that. And because of that, I was able to say, okay, this is approximately how long it takes me. And of course I got faster and faster, but you know, basically that was it. Right. So, so having some sort of record so I also recorded like as you can tell I'm a journaler so I am always saying okay how long did it take me to write this and so early days I was like I wrote this much it took me this much time bam 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 bam. so just kind of recording that for a long time let me know how long it took me yeah I also have a scene you know I have tools like a scene starter I know how I'm going to start my scene I know the rhythm of the scene I know what what the attention is of the scene I do all of that kind of stuff as I'm coming up to the story um or or maybe some pre-writing for about 20 minutes and then I start to write so that also helps me a lot okay um I want to talk about that some more because that actually was one of my other questions but I wanted to let people know um, whether you use one of Susie's planners, which is at mybrilliantwritingplanner.com, and no, there is no affiliate program, so I didn't get paid for saying no. that. <laughs> um, but I've been using this for about three-ish years, maybe four, but I think three. Um, <clears throat> and so basically, Susie, you made a planner that was like what you would want because you couldn't find it, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, whether you use uh, Susie's or, or something else, um, every single Monday through Friday block starts with the very top of the column uh, is uh, word count goal, I think. And the yep. very bottom of the day is word count. Yep. So for instance, if we wanted to, uh, if we were, because all of this is based on your personality. So like um, take what works for you, tweak what you're like, I don't know, I kind of want to try it, but not that way. Or don't use it all the things that you're like, no, that's not how I would do it. But I was just thinking that I haven't done this. I could write, you know, my word count goal is, um, you know, 750 words. And then at the bottom, I could put 783 words and it took me 93 minutes or something. Right. 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 Okay. Yep. But then also you've got this wonderful thing that of course I, <laughs> I, I love the planner. It helps me remember a lot of things, but I don't actually have time. To oh, I hear you. It's got a lot of stuff in it. Not every, and you might not use everything every month, right? Yeah. Like the NaNoWriMo month, you'll be like furiously writing it down and maybe other months you're not, you know, depends. Yeah. So at the beginning of every month, there's um, about 35 squares or circles, or at one year there was like leaves in the fall and snowflakes in the winter. Yeah, we, like did. That. we did. And, we um, and you can fill it in however you want. Um, I think that uh, one way is to consider each block to be X number of words, 100 or 500 words. Mm -hmm. I yep. just put how many words I wrote that day. So on the mm. 10th, I wrote 1,127 words. And I just, oh, there you go. 
See, that's a great way to do it. Just write down the words. And so, and we, I know I've done like with chapters, like I'll just fill in, you know, I've done this many chapters and you do it how you want, but it's kind of a good way to keep account at it, you know, so that way you can see. And then it, once you understand how long it's going to take you and that, I think that's the panic for people. Oh, I don't know how long it's going to take me. And so what happens is that they're like, oh, and so they sit down and they start to write and they they just keep going or they or they get stymied by how long the road is and then they stop and and it can be overwhelming and and it's like eating an elephant right you're not going to eat the whole thing at one bite you're just going to eat this little bit right and i don't know if people eat elephants actually but let's just say that you know right or cleaning your house right you're just going to do the sink right so it's like you just take it in bite-sized bits and then what happens is that as a whole you'll get it all done and i think that that's a, that's the other thing when you're using the time block you're scheduling you know like okay i'm i know i'm not going to be doing i'm going to write today but i know i need to write a bunch of birthday cards so i'm going to do that over here on friday morning okay great i'm not going to worry about it right now it's out of my head bam it's over there right and so it also is a way for you to sort of part out all the things that are floating around in your head yeah into the right sections and then you just say I will show up and do that when the time comes. When the time comes, if you sit down and go through your Instagram reels, instead of writing the birthday cards, then you have you have cheated the birthday card spot yeah, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, so you have to, you know, you, it is a little bit about self-discipline, but once you have, it's sort of like budgeting, right? You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have any money to spend on clothes or I don't have any money to go on vacation. Well, you do if you allot that money and you save it up and you've got, you know, $10,000 in the bank. Then when you go on vacation, you have, you, you know, you're not like, oh no, where am I going to get the money? You have the money. So yeah. go ahead and spend that money. Have the freedom to spend it because you, you saved that it, and it's your money and it's, you know, whatever. But a lot of people don't have a, the budget allows you to spend stuff. Basically, yeah. if you know, you've got the money. And you, because you've portioned that port part out, you're not taking it out of a big chunk and you don't know where it's not, and you don't know where it's going, right? You take it out of this, the, the clothing envelope. You say, well, I've got $500 in the clothing envelope. I can go buy a coat, you yeah. know, or whatever, instead of going, oh, I need a coat, but I have no money. You know, you, you probably do. You just don't realize that you haven't set it aside. Right, right, exactly. And um, so time management, what you're saying, or at least what I'm hearing, because this is what I think too, time management and money management is very much the same. Like mm -hmm. we can do anything we want, we just can't do everything we want at the same time. Right. So, right. so for instance, um, I'm, now I'm going to circle back again. Okay. So, so you know, because you have a lot of experience, how long it takes you uh, to write your scenes and chapters and stuff. Yes. So, um, Let's go back to say, like, um, when you were figuring out when you, so you were five or 10 years in, um, and you were figuring out how you wanted to arrange your time so that you could figure out how many books you could write. Um, particularly, you know, you're a wife and mom and, you know, had mm -hmm. other, everybody has other responsibilities in addition mm -hmm. to writing, mm -hmm. whether it's a job or whatever else. Okay. So, um, there's a certain amount of time that will go into just figuring out your story and then a certain right. amount of time that goes into figuring out your scene so that you're not using one side of your brain to be brainstorming while the other side of your brain is trying to write and doing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Though, as I understand it, a lot of people who um, prefer the write by the seat of your pants discovery method are kind of brainstorming and writing at the same time. I'm not really sure because my brain doesn't do that. So I'm mm -hmm. not sure if that's how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. But can you kind of speak to how do you get 
to the point like and how much time do you set aside so that you can get to the point where now i'm going to start writing chapters right or scenes well for when i when i'm like right now i'm in the middle of um creating a story so i haven't started writing yet so um yesterday was actually travel day for me i was traveling and i got home and i did some work so i had to adjust my week right so um Today, I have a big writing chunk in the afternoon, so I I just block out that writing time because it's a Wednesday, right? So in the afternoon, I've got like a pretty good two-hour chunk of time, and I'm going to do my plotting at that time. And then I have some meetings tonight and whatever, but tomorrow morning, I also have a nice chunk of time, so I'm going to write my, I'm going to finish plotting, maybe write my synopsis. I always write a synopsis, and the reason I do that is that I like to know that I know the story. It does change as I go, but at least I've got a general itinerary of what's happening. And then it allows me to put chapter by chapters in so I can see how the story is gonna flow out according to the to the rhythm of the story. So I then I write the synopsis. And so then Friday, unfortunately I have it all filled, otherwise I would start writing, but starting next week, I will, I've, I've decided that I'm gonna take a couple extra days to write next week I'm not going to teach next week so I have all day Thursday and then Friday I'm going to write as well so it's like I've rearranged my week now so I give myself usually a couple weeks like when I so like for example when I know a story's coming up and I and it's let's say it's a month out or two months out I'm already doing research so in the evenings I will often um so so I have a day morning quiet time in my morning quiet time after I get done with my bible reading and prayer and worship and all that stuff I usually read a business book but sometimes I'm reading a research book I give myself about 20 minutes or a half hour to read a book that has to do with my business so sometimes it's canines sometimes it's Alaska sometimes it's uh, accounting, you know, it depends on what it is that I'm doing, but that is my business time. So I do my research at that time. And at that time, I'm taking notes. I have a notebook, I keep a notebook at all times. And so, and my notebook always has tons of researchy stuff in it. And so I always keep a notebook with me and, and for the year, and it has just a mishmash of everything in it, but I'll do my research in there. And then I will, or I'll keep it, a lot of times I keep it on my, um, in my planner actually. Uh, let's see if I can show you a page. Um, okay, so this is a good idea. So this is, so the planner has pages that are f- open and this particular planner, that's my um, landscaping plan but I just wrote it in my August open page, right? So it's like, I have everything with me. Um, so like here, this is uh, this is notes from a book called The Art of Six Figures. So there's my notes for that. So it's like, I have notes all over my notebook. And also the neat part about the planner, not to sell the planner, but it also has, um, it has notes in the back. It's called the story crafting section. Right. So there's a story crafting section. And so then I've got, these are some business notes that I took. And then inside the story crafting section is a page. Let's see if I can find it. Okay, so then there's, so here's the notes page for book two of my trilogy this summer. And then here's the actual plot and the other pages for it. And then oh, yeah. here's the characters. See, so I'm, so I'm writing all that stuff in the back or wherever in my notebook that I want to do it. And we've left a lot of white pages in the notebook for people to be able to do that. So I'm doing research 
until the point where now I'm ready to plot. So then I put my SEQs together. That usually takes me a day. And then I put my plot together. That usually takes me a couple of days based on all the research. I usually gather all my research notes and I put them you know, in stickies and then I start to put it into the story. And then, um, and then I take another day to write the synopsis. So it usually takes me three hard days of, of, but I've done research for the last two months on it. So, you know, and so I do, I do that. And then in the evenings, I'll often read a book for pleasure, but sometimes I, the pleasure book is also a book about something like I'll read, you know, like, um, you know, like a, a Lee Child, I'll read Reacher, I'll read, um, you know, like a Alaskan book, I'll read something fun that has a character that's similar to mine or something like that. I'll read a Ronnie Kendig book or something like that. So then I'm, I'm still filling my brain with some of the right stuff, but I'm also enjoying my time. So, so that's how I lead up to the story crafting. And then on the scene crafting, like get ready for scene crafting, I have a couple of things. So I use a scene tension equation, back to math, and it's basically who is my, who's in the scene, um, what does he want, why does he want it, or else, what's at stake, so he does this as he starts out the scene, but these are the pieces of conflict that he's going to find, and then at the end of the scene, um, I have, I create a fear of failure. So at the end of the scene, does he get what he wants or does he not get what he wants? If he gets what he wants, I have him fail at least twice in the scene. If he doesn't get what he wants, I have him succeed twice so that we, then we fail. So it's that tension that I'm building. So I, I figure out all of those pieces. Um, oh, I start with action objectives. What do I as an author need to accomplish in this scene? Then I go to the scene tension to figure the scene out. And then I have a thing called sharp. It's uh, stakes anchoring or stakes hero hero and identity meaning their emotions as they walk into the scene anchoring with story world run meaning they start right away what's going on as we open up the curtain and then p what's their problem as we start the scene and the problem as we end the scene so i have these little cheats that i write down and it gets my brain into the scene and then sometimes i'll even talk out the scene to myself a little bit like we're going to do this this or i'll call my writing partner rachel and we'll talk out the scene and then bam i just start writing it and I don't get too picky about how it's laying out. I just start it. And then if it's super boring, I'll be like, oh, I hate this. And I'll find a first line that I really love. I'll put that at the top and I'll start rewriting it a little bit. Um, but I really am particular. I really just let myself write. I just free flow writing, just like the whole thing. And, I, and even if it's bad, I'll write, this is terrible. And I'll just keep going. And that way I know I'm not, I'm not, trying to find perfection on the first line. I just, it's a, just a gloppy mess, you know? And then if I have time at the end of the scene, I'll go back and I'll sort of clean it up a little bit and, and, you know, grammatically and spelling and move stuff around to fit better. But then I just kind of let it sit. And sometimes I'll have like review days. So a lot of times on Fridays, I'll take the scenes that I wrote that week and I'll read them through and I'll kind of rearrange them. So maybe I'll give myself an editing day where I'll be like, okay, I've done three chapters. I'm going to give myself a, you know, four or two, two, two blocks that I'm going to do. I'm just going to read through the chapters, you know, or three blocks. I'll read through the chapters. I'll clean them up even more, move them around even more. And then based on what I've done, and then I've got that. And then, you know, of course, when I finish a book, 
I'm not done. I mean, I don't turn it in like that. It's a yeah. floppy mess. So <laughs> then I go back and now I've, and I've taken notes as I've gone about things I want to change and I'll go back and I'll start my rewrite. And I usually do one chapter a day during my rewrites. And it's the same thing, you know, two hours here, two hours here, two hours here, whatever. And so, it's, so even though the book has taken me, you know, a month, three weeks to a month or six weeks to write, I need another six weeks to do the editing. But by the time that's done, it's pretty clean and pretty ready. And so then I send it off to my proofer or my editor or whoever at that point. I always, one of my other tricks is that I always read it. After I've done all of that, I transfer it to my Kindle and I just read it like a book. And I take notes as I'm reading it to other things that stand out. But if I've done that, now I've experienced it as a reader and I can feel the emotions and this sort of thing. And then I'm ready. Yeah. So it takes about two months, I would say, to finish two to three months to finish a hundred ninety thousand one book. Okay. And we're talking um, full-time writer that the, your focus uh, of all the things that a full-time writer does, your focus is writing and mm -hmm. it takes you two to three months. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is like, well, how long would it take me? Basically um, start tracking it because mm -hmm. you can figure out how long it takes you just by writing down how long it's taken you so far. Right. Right. And then look for ways, um, some tips maybe that you've shared that other people haven't tried yet or other tips that they can find from other writer friends or other books. And just um, look for ways where you realize, well, this took me six months last time, but it took me five months this time. Mm -hmm, so like, mm -hmm. what did I do and how can I repeat it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And and give yourself like, this is why I'm like the checklist girl, because there's no way I could keep this all in my head. Yeah. And I, I have, I mean, the reason I have acronyms is so I can remember them, especially when I teach. I'm like, I have to have an acronym. Otherwise I, you know, because I don't teach with notes. And so I'm just like, I got to have the, the acronym so I can remember what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but that helps me a lot. Even when I'm storycrafting, I'm like, okay, have I done my scene tension equation? Have I done my sharp, my, you know, whatever, have I done my, I have all sorts of acronyms and it just helps me remember. And I don't make myself remember it on the first pass. I'm just trying to get the story down. The other layers come in pass number two or pass number three. You know, you don't, sometimes I'm like insert story world here you know I don't usually do the emotion I usually do the emotion at the time because I'm in the character but I don't worry about story world at that point I mean I do somewhat but then that's the second layer and metaphor second layer you know these sorts of things come afterwards yeah so but yes track your time figure out how long it takes you to write a novel and then sit down and do it it really I mean I'm only really writing three days a week and yeah. still I'm finishing a book in three months yeah 90,000 word book so and you've been talking oh go ahead go ahead no it just doesn't have to take you that long when you focus on your time yeah and you've been talking in terms of Monday through Friday so it sounds like you've found a way to it so sounds like you've chosen to have a five-day work week and you found a way to make it work for you so you're not working on the weekends no, actually, my work week is about a four day work week because I take Fridays off. Okay. And so but sometimes it spills over to Friday, you know, like I mentioned. Uh, and then, I, yeah, I take weekends off. So Saturdays is always a family. It's usually a project day because we're big remodelers. And so we usually are working on a home remodel. And then on Sunday is a day of rest. So I always yeah. take Sundays off. And um, if I may tease, tease you just a little bit, it's a day of rest and football. Is that right? 
Well, it it is, and it, uh, we are not. We pulled away from football just a little bit. Really? Um, it, I football, used to get all these emails from you with like pictures of the family in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah, when we when the kids were here, we did it a lot. Um, in the last couple of years, football in America has gotten really political, and we are not interested in all the politics of it. And so yeah. we kind of got tired of watching all of that stuff. And so we we pulled away, but now it's kind of tamed down a little bit. So we're back watching it again, and um. You know, but it, it used to be that our lives revolved around football because our sons played football. So we oh. had football all weekend long, you know, so we would go to their their high school games or their college games or whatever. And then on the weekends, our family relaxed by watching football. So it was kind of a family friendly activity for us. Yeah. Um, I still love football very much, um, but sometimes my husband and I will go on a bike ride or something than they have on right. Sundays. And so it just kind of depends, you know, where, what we're doing and where we're at. Um, but we do watch football with some very good friends. And so we'll go over to their house and watch football. So yes, there is a lot. I used to watch football. Like I'd start in the first game and I would go all the way through Sunday night and I watched like four <laughs> games and I loved it. I, I still love football. I love college football, especially. So a lot of times Saturdays, well, I'll watch the Gophers because Minnesota, I'm a U of M alumni. So yeah, I watch yeah. the Gophers and we have gone to games with friends as well. And so it's really fun. So I still watch football. I'm just not quite as crazy focused on football anymore. Yeah. I do let other things into my life now. So <laughs> yeah. And life changes, ebbs and flows. And now you don't have uh, any Anybody else living at the house but you and your husband in the yep, dogs? Yeah, we're empty nesters, so there's nobody no around. No, my, my kids will come over and watch a game or something with me or watch a movie or something, but they all, they all have their own lives now, so they yeah. go do their things. Yeah. <laughs> so just to kind of reiterate, if you are in the middle of having your life shift and change, whether you're moving to a new place or um, your family size is increasing or decreasing or who knows what, like just keep in mind that um it is okay and in fact a good idea to relook at your habits so you don't try to do what has always worked and now you're so stressed because it's not working well maybe it's because you know now it needs to work a little differently because your life has changed a little bit in other ways is that mm -hmm. one way of yeah. looking at it yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it. I think that it's, you know, every season is different and we need to always look. And this is why I reevaluate my my life every every quarter because I'm like, okay, I have the same values, but I look at my time and I'm like, can I use my time the same? What does that look like? So like in Florida, I take an hour lunch break every day to walk on the beach with my husband because that's a high value of his. And so I we do that. So that kind of changes my life. Whereas here, I don't take a whole hour off for lunch. I may take 15 minutes or something, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then I get done a little bit earlier. And so while it's still light out and then we'll go for a walk, you know, so it really depends on your, where you are, what your season is, what's going on with your life. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so a few things that you've talked about, um, some of the people in your membership group probably know exactly what you're talking about. And other people are like, I don't know what she just said. So yeah. when you talk about SEQ, this is from oh. your book that you wrote, right? Right, right. So this is from the story equation. I will grab it here. Um, the story equation is um, a little writing book that changed my life. Let's see here, I've got too much going on here. Um, <laughs> So this is a little writing book that changed my life. I wrote it, and um, but it's my method of of crafting the story. So it's like ten bucks, and it's little. It's little, and it like takes you no time at all to read it. But it is a powerful little book. It talks a, a lot about the story equation, which is understanding who your character is at its core, and then pulling out all the elements from that to create a great story. So it's character based 
thing, which I think all stories are actually character based. They really, we really don't care about the plot if we don't care about the people in the plot. So, you know, we really need to make sure that our characters are strong characters. And so this is, this is basically how to plot a story uh, with one, how to plot and write a brilliant story from one powerful question. Nice, <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. So, and when you talked about sharp, is that part of the story equation book? Also? Sharp is is a scene tension, a scene equation thing, and I, it's uh, it's just a tool that we use. Sorry, it's just a tool we use. I think I have the I have the plotting thing in here, I have the plotting roadmap in here, but I don't know that sharp is in here. Um, I do have another book called Conversations with a Writing Coach, and that does have uh, scene uh seen writing tips in it and so that helps a lot um but i think that um yeah but a lot of that is in the membership at novel.academy so yeah. it's we teach every thursday night on writing topics in life and what's it writing business life career strategy publishing strategy everything you everything for a, a career writer so that's at novel.academy nice. and um so anyway but yeah it's uh but you can also go to learn how to write a novel.com and search like scene scene equation or scene building tips or whatever and you'll probably it'll probably come up and that's our free site to to get articles on okay and can you just say that one again sure it's learn how to write a novel.com .com. and the one that has membership information and yes that's novel.academy awesome yeah, these are great things. And um, if your meeting wasn't at 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. my time, <laughs> yeah, right. I would have joined a few years ago. <laughs> well, you can, It's we have a massive vault. And so every, we do record them. And so if people can't make them, we have members from all over the world, um, you can uh, go to the vault and download it. And I mean, it is fun to be there live because there's a lot of chatting with the members and they all like, you know, sometimes I'm teaching and they're talking about something over here on the side and I'm like, is anyone listening to what I'm saying? And so anyway, but it doesn't matter. They have a lot of fun. And so, but the classes are all in the vaults and you can download them at any time. Excellent. Great, great. Okay. So um, if people are thinking like me, you know, it's coming up on the end of the year, which means we're so close to the beginning of a new year. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. I'm always thinking about, you know, I love Mondays, January. I love the new year. I love planning. Um, mostly because things like you said, you like uh, the other, um, the other month I was like, oh, I can't afford running shoes. They're so expensive in Sweden. And then the next month I was like, oh, I still don't have money this month either. I get stupid running shoes are so expensive. And then the third month I was like, you know, if I set aside instead of whining, if I set aside, you know, a third of the amount of money that I need for the running shoes, which I have mm -hmm. that much. Mm -hmm. Then three months from now, by the time the weather is cooler and I want to run more anyway. And what yep. do you know? I got new running shoes. So that's right. That's right. No, that's exactly right. And that's the that's the point of budgets is to allow you the freedom to spend money. Yeah. If you don't have a budget, it's like the concept of you know the fence, right? Like if you don't have a fence, then people will stay in the middle because they don't know where the where their boundaries are. But if you have a fence, you know this is how much. So having a limit on things is not a bad thing. You 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 know you you put a limit on it so you can go all the way to that limit if you want. Yeah. And if you're really lucky, like um, I saved up 2000 kroner, that's the, the Swedish, uh, Swedish money here. It's around the equivalent of around $200 because um, mm -hmm. the last couple of shoes that I bought were about $185. But the shoes that I bought, I 
this year is last spring's model. So they were only 1300 kroner. So oh. I had 700 kroner. Like, what do I want? I know. It's exciting. <laughs> and I don't have That's to feel crazy. guilty about it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well done, Kitty. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So now turning that back over to time as well. Like, yeah. you don't have to be a planner. We're not telling you to work against how you normally think. We're asking you, think about the ways in life that you have gotten the most amount done, you've been joyful, peaceful, happy, the least amount stressed. Now, how can you make that more? How can you make it better? How can you improve on it? And that's mm -hmm. why we're talking about time management every fall so that people can not do it Susie Mae's way, not do it Kitty's way, but we wanna help you come up with the way that you normally think best mm -hmm. and improve on that. That's right. So starting at the beginning, um, it takes you as a full-time author, a good three full-time days to um, plot out the book. Mm -hmm. And then it takes you, uh, tell me there was some time that you um, think through what you're going to do before you write the scene. Yeah, it takes then... me about a month or a month and a half to do the research. And I'm, you know, at about a half hour a day, maybe an hour a day, depending on what I'm doing. Plus I'm reading books set. Like if, it, if I know my book's set in Africa, I'll read Africa books, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, so it takes me about two months to do that. And then once I sit down to write, it takes me about three months from start to finish. So okay. Um, but that's on a big book. On a shorter book, it might take me less time. So, yeah. but I think yeah, everybody has to find their rhythm. And I, I, there's a word that you said, and that was, you know, improve on. And I, I sometimes think I get, I, I, not that that's not a great idea, but sometimes I'm like, I just need to um, hone it. Like, it's like, okay, do I, you know, it's like, let's say I make, let's say I make dinner and my dinner is a good dinner. Right. And so it's, you know, it's got all the healthy ingredients. Do I need to improve on it or just do I need to repeat it? Because sometimes people have, they do something great and then they're like, oh, I can't repeat that. Right. And so it's like, what if you just took all the things you did well and you figured out a way to repeat those things. Right. And so, so we're not asking you to add to it or to, to, you know, that what you're doing isn't good enough, but rather we're helping you take the things you do well and say, how do I repeat those things on a consistent basis? Because you already have greatness, you know, inside you. Um, as a Christian, I believe that we're made in the image of God and that he does bring out, um, he does have, we do have that, that image, that greatness inside of us. But a lot of times we don't know how to, to bring it out and how to see it at work, but we probably have seen it at work, you know, in, in, you know, little glimpses of time. So how do you, how do you live that life on a regular basis? And I think that's the, knowing that occasionally you're going to fall down. Like last, I mean, I didn't fall down last night, but I quit work at six o'clock last night and I went down and watched the last two episodes of Lord of the Rings. You know, I mean, it was like really, really good, but, and I'm like, and I ate a pizza. You know, so it wasn't like I was, you know, super healthy and didn't take, I you know I didn't take a walk yesterday, you know, this sort of thing. <laughs> you don't have to do it every day, but, but, you know, on those, but just kind of consistently, what are the things that you're doing well and how do we help you or how do you recreate that into the life that you want to live? Yes. That is what we hope that you got out of this episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. And, and just remember that um, I always like to think that, you know, my life is, I don't have to be, I don't have to make an 
massive impact every day. I just have to live my life according to my values, blessing the people around me were, you know, in obedience to my faith. And, and that's good enough. You don't have to like, you know, you don't have to make a wow every day, just yeah. live a life according to your values. And that's enough of a wow. Yeah. I so agree with you. You know, um, one of the other things coming back to your planner, because this planner really does have in it all the things that if I had thought about making a planner, I might have thought about putting in it because <laughs> it's like all the things that I would want in a planner. Are yeah. in <laughs> and one of the things that I really love, you know, a lot of people will um, start every year with like a word that's mm. uh, mm -hmm. important to them or a phrase or a quote or whatever. And so at the beginning in um, January of 2022, I wrote down um, that my word was yes, but also oh. joy and peace. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is great. My word and for this year is rise and shine. So I have two oh, words. Nice. Right. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that if you can go back to that, like if you pick something that um, that resonated with you and it continues to resonate with you, um, I've had a couple of weeks where I was like, okay, I need to go back to what was most important to me at the beginning of this year. I wanted more peace and more joy in my life. And I wanted the things that I do to bring me peace and joy more than stress, which is the bad habit that I'd gotten into for several years. And so I started doing some things um, differently the last two weeks because I was getting really, really stressed, very unhappy. And um, also it was showing in my health and that just pissed me off. <laughs> and so uh, I was, I just made some changes to my schedule and John would come home from work on the days that he works at the office. And he's like, how was your day? And I'm like, well, I didn't get done everything that was on my list. And I didn't get done as much as I wanted to and that I really wanted to. Uh, yeah, wanted to and really wanted to, obviously. <laughs> Very, lists are so important to me. But um but I was feeling more joyful and more peaceful, even in and, the midst of feeling like just choosing not to look at it as being behind, but just, okay, mm -hmm. this is going to take me longer than I thought. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to encourage anyone who's stressed, especially stressed about your writing. Like we need to just find ways to, to work with the, the way that our river is flowing right now if it's mm -hmm. very curvy or if there's rocks in it or if it's mm -hmm. smooth and straight mm -hmm. you know i just want to help people to i i really want to help other people have more joy and peace in their writing as well yeah no and to find beauty in their life right so like there is in the writing journey is supposed to change you it's supposed to make you grow it is supposed to be challenging too but it's supposed to be joyful as well so finding that place where it is joyful it could also be just changing your expectations and your and you know your definitions of success yeah so because not everything has to be like i'm, I'm gonna make a million dollars right maybe your <laughs> definition of success is i've finished this novel and and i i did that you know not everybody can finish a novel for pete's sakes most people can't most people have first chapters like eight of them sitting <laughs> in their drawer and never finish them so yeah i said too Exactly. I, I have published books and about 20 or 30 first chapters. <laughs> I, hear I have, I have a number of proposals sitting on my shelf. Oh, I should send that in. Yeah. So I hope that this was helpful for everybody in terms mm -hmm. of like the whole picture of your whole life. Mm -hmm. um, and 
Susie May, you are, I love chatting with you. I love chatting with you um, as like helping other writers who are listening to us because I think we play off each other really well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just want to thank you for taking a whole bunch of subjects and kind of wrapping them up in a way that you're like, yeah, all of these things go together. And I see how mm -hmm. I can, you know, work with them all in my life over mm -hmm. the next year. And also for people who might be listening to this and it's during uh, National Novel Writing Month in November. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I think one thing that you just said was manage your expectations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's a big piece to a big piece of peace. <laughs> a big part of peace is managing your expectations. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, where can people? We've mentioned a lot of things that you've been right. Doing. Where can people find? You've got um, novels. We want to know where that is. Right. So if people want to read Sundown, which I, or rather the whole trilogy, which I would totally suggest because it's really fun and there's really awesome guys that save awesome women and women who save them back yes. and save the world and all the things. And then we're also in Alaska. So if all my books can be found at SusanMayWarren.com. So go there and you can see all the books. Wonderful. Um, to get the planner, go to MyBrilliantWritingPlanner.com. This is what, this is the 20 this is 2022 and There's this is uh, we have different yeah we have different covers so this <laughs> yep. is 2023 but you have different sizes different covers if you're interested in becoming a um career author learning how to get published stay published and build that career go to novel.academy we have a lot of free resources on there um if you want to just find articles on how to do certain things we have an amazing website called learn how to write a novel.com different um different bloggers every day but also there's a huge huge vault of information there you can just go to the search bar and search it um, and then if you're an aspiring author and are interested in um, being published, I also have a publishing company um, that's kind of unique where we take aspiring authors and we, we partner them with lead authors or multi-published authors and we build uh, stories together. Um, so you can go to sunrisepublishing.com to learn more about that. So there you go. And then of course, I'm all, on all the social media platforms. Awesome. And is that Sunrise SU or SO? SU, S Sunrise, yeah. Awesome. Yes, sunrise. Good. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And your book story equation and your other nonfiction books on writing are also uh, they can Amazon and I, I and we are going to get them up on our store on our site pretty soon here. So, but Amazon or any of the other platforms they have it. So, excellent. Yeah. Susie May, thank you so much. This is I mm. love talking to you. But honestly, I love talking to you because no matter how much I think I know about a subject that you're going to be talking about, I'm like, oh, note to self, I got it. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love chatting with you too. We always come up with great ideas together. So thanks so much for having me. It's been really fun and hope that everything uh, goes well with you. And, um, and, and yeah, thanks so much for reading Sundown and, and wanting to share good news about it. I appreciate it. Excellent. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. See ya.